Acts chapter 2, verse 13 and verses 1 through 13. Now just read it just so that we can get bearing upon what this day means to us and what we would try to capture in this sermon on today. Amen. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there was there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together. And they were bewildered because each one heard them speaking in his own language. And they were amazed and wondered, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. Thus far, the scripture. Amen. Today we want to just share with you uh, just a few thoughts on this, this, this special day in the life of the church. And more importantly, this special day in the life of our nation. As a church, Ray of Hope seeks to be a church that stands perched on the watchtower of the world. Looking out to see where the injustices of the world, where they are occurring... And what word God has to say about those injustices. So whatever we had planned to preach and share uh, early in the week. By the time Sunday morning comes around. It warrants a different kind of something. You cannot have the kind of activities and carrying ons that we have had this week and just preach a regular feel-good sermon on that following Sunday. To do so is an injustice to the people who come to the church or who look online expecting to hear uh, something uh, uh, about their circumstance and their situations. One of my favorite books uh, uh, is a book called uh, The Scandal of Having Something to Say. It is about preaching. And it is about when 
people uh, come and bring their needs and rest their needs at the foot of the church, at the door of the church, at the altar of the church, or certainly at, at, the, at the pulpit of the church, and says, take our needs to God, get a word from God and bring it back to us. The author says, it is scandalous. When people come to hear a word about their circumstance and the preacher, the church has not taken into consideration uh, the needs that people bring to the church. And so today I believe people are uh, confused, uh, people are scared, uh, people are angry, uh, people are filled with Pain. People are having to bury uh, members of their families who uh, there is no justification. Uh, there is no good explanation as to why uh, their loved one is not with them on this Sunday morning. Uh, uh, black folk across this country are, are in pain. We are scared. Mothers with black sons are scared because your black child could be in the park playing with a toy gun and get shot. Your black child could be selling cigarettes on the street corners and get shot. Your black child could be with his girlfriend driving down the street, just pulled over uh, for, a, a, you know, a, a, just a speeding ticket and get shot. Black children are in jeopardy. Black lives are in danger in this country. And, and for those who say we are racist because we say black lives matter, as if we are saying black lives are the only lives that matter, you misunderstand what it means for us to be black in America. Amen. You, you miss, you miss it, you miss it because there is a systematic effort in this country and uh, there is built into all of the social systems that deliver services for people in the nation in general there is built into that system a privilege given to white people above and beyond uh, every other non-white ethnic group of people in the world in the school system you see it in the banking world you see it Come on now. Uh, in the courtrooms, you see it. In the judicial system, you see that there is a privilege given uh, to white people in general. Amen. And really, as my wife often reminds me, to rich white people. Uh, there is this privilege given to rich white folks, amen, uh, that are not given to everybody else. Uh, so for us to act as though what we are seeing and what we are experiencing is somehow or the other, uh, you know, uh, just like it just happened. No, it didn't happen by happenstance. It is by design. It is by design. Now, uh, you know, uh, for those who are the Holy Ghost rollers who are looking on and maybe asking, well, where is the Holy Ghost part of this message today? <laughs> uh, the Holy Ghost part of the message today comes when uh, we begin to talk about why do we need the Holy Ghost? 
Uh, come on, why? Why do we need the Holy Ghost? And we say Holy Ghost, we're not talking about Casper the Ghost, no. Uh, we're not talking about Casper the Ghost who just, you know, uh, uh, that, that, that's not, no, we are talking about God in our midst, in spirit form, fully God. Fully present and not some kind of, uh, you know, just emotion that we feel, but we're talking about the very essence of God right here in our midst. This God willing, willing to uh, come and dwell in us and do something for us that we cannot do for ourselves. We're, we're, we're talking about that God and we talk that we call him in the black church uh, vernacular the Holy Ghost. And we talk about the Holy Ghost, but, but nevertheless, we're wanting to talk about uh, what it means to have God in your life. So, uh, Pentecost is about the day that the church officially uh, uh, saw the manifestation of God in their lives. Uh, I, I want you to hear me today, uh, that, that it was the day. <laughs> Pentecost was the day. In the early church, in the beginning, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, his disciples were locked in an upper room. They say maybe about 120 of them. Uh, among them were the 11 disciples. And one of the things they were trying to do was to discern who would be the 12th disciple. Amen. Rem Renita has often argued it should have been Mary Magdalene. But the boys got together in the corner and they decided they were not going to make Mary Magdalene. Amen. Amen. No disciples. So uh, they decided uh, to make Matthias, uh, uh, you know, the, the replacement. And we ain't never heard from Matthias ever since. Amen. They wasted a vote. Come on, y'all. You know how churches do it sometimes. Amen. They just vote on stuff that they shouldn't have voted on. And the vote didn't even matter. We ain't heard nothing from Matthias. There ain't no gospel according to Matthias. There's no work according to Matthias. I bet you if they had made Mary Magdalene. Amen. There would have been Magdala, Magdala School of the Prophets, uh, Marylene's and all of them would have been prophesying, but, but they wasted a vote. They got together and, and this before uh, <laughs> uh, the disciples got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when you don't have the Holy Ghost in your life, you can make some dumb decisions. Amen. Uh, when you see the Holy Ghost will help you make better decisions in life. <laughs> the Holy Ghost will tell not that one. That's a wasted vote right there. Amen. Amen. Not that. No, the Holy Ghost will tell you who to be in company with. Because if you got the real Holy Ghost, come on now. The, the Bible says you are the try the spirit with the spirit and you will know if it is the spirit of God so if you you got the real Holy Ghost and you hook up with someone who does not have the real Holy Ghost all of a sudden that thing begins to bounce off they're like no no we we can't we can't we can't hang out well they're in the upper room yeah, 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 yeah. they're gathering 
together because uh, Deuteronomy uh, 16, 16, 23, 16, it says three times a year all the devout males should be there in Jerusalem. So they are there to, uh, because of their obligation as Jews. And that's what brings them to Jerusalem. Devout men leading their families from all across the world to come to Jerusalem. Amen. And they are there in Jerusalem. And while they are there, uh, the 120 disciples uh, who have gathered together in the upper room, uh, they are there as well. Now, mind you, uh, the outcome of Pentecost is that these ordinary men will get extraordinary power to do the work of ministry. Come on now. That's the objective. That's the outcome. That's the deliverable of Pentecost. Come on. All across the country today, people are celebrating Pentecost. But I want to declare unto you uh, but that at the end of the service, at the end of the worship service, what the deliverable would be uh, is that people ought to feel like they got some power. Listen, that they got some strength, that they got some courage, that they got some backbone, that they got some uh, get up and go about themselves, that they got some head lifting strength and some back straightening strength to go out and face the injustices of the world. Come on now. If you think that all we need the Holy Ghost for is to book, come on, and to roll and chant and to holler and to hoop and uh, any all right, you have missed what it means to have a relationship with the Holy Ghost of God. Listen to me. It's all right to get a little bucking going sometime. Yeah, I, I like to give me a little run sometime. Wait till we get back in this sanctuary. Amen. I'm going to take off. I don't know if y'all going to be able to get a sermon out of me that day. I'll be running around here so glad, so happy to be in the house of God. <laughs> That's all you got to do that day. Say, <laughs> I'm so glad to be in the house of God. Oh, I'm gone. Amen. The deliverable was that the disciples got filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Listen to me. Luke and Acts used to be one book. At one point, it used to be because Luke wrote the book of Acts. Luke is a historian, he's a physician, he wrote the book of Acts. They were, at one point, the same book, amen. If you read it carefully, you'll see how they kind of blend together, one book, amen. But here's the question. Why is it uh, that a group of disciples, Eric, uh, who had gotten power and authority in Luke chapter 9, those of you at home, Luke chapter 9, Jesus gave them power, and authority to do two things to heal diseases and to cast out devils. I, I want you to hear me today. In Luke chapter 9 verse 1 and 2, Jesus gave the apostles power and authority to heal diseases and to drive out devils. Amen. In other words, and then he tell them, go preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen. I, I like to call it this way. Two sources, uh, 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 two resources uh, to address two needs by one means. Come on, uh, uh, two resources, power and authority. Two 
two knees heal diseases, drive out demons. Y'all get it? And how do we do it? One means uh, preach the gospel. Amen. Verse 14. I, I'm going to just work my way through this uh, and, and I'll be done. Amen. Verse 14. Uh, the outcome of Pentecost got manifested. What happened? Peter, y'all watch the text. Peter in verse 14 stood up and started preaching the gospel of the kingdom. In other words, come on y'all, uh, when someone is filled with the Holy Ghost, they ought to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Come on now. Well, what did Jesus Christ tell the disciples to do before he got crucified? He said, go preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Heal disease. Jesus and drive out devils. Oh my God. Heal diseases and drive out devils. Now, why would the disciples need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Come on, y'all. Uh, why, 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 why? Why? Why are disciples? Come on, Peggy. Why are disciples who got power and authority already uh, to heal diseases and drive out devils uh, now need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all getting it? Come on now. It's one book now. Luke and Acts. One book. So Luke ain't confusing himself. No, no, no. Paul sometimes do that confusing stuff. But Luke keeps all his theology together. Come on, y'all. Something had happened 50 days earlier. Come on, my God. 50 days earlier, they thought that Jesus Christ would have been the one. Come on, my God. Who would deliver Israel from the hand of the oppressors. Come on. Uh, they thought that 50 days earlier, uh, Jesus would have toppled the Roman government. Come on, y'all. They thought that Jesus would have been the one uh, who would take some Roman hell uh, off of their Jewish bats. Come on. They thought that Jesus was the one, uh, my God, who were going to lead Israel uh, from where they were in bondage uh, to a place, oh, my God, of being the ones who are now free. Jesus Christ got crucified and their hopes were dashed. Come on. Their faith was depleted. Their strength was gone. Don't you ever think, come on my God, that you are alone when you put your faith in Jesus and it does not work out the way you expected. I'm just talking to a few people in here today who believe, come on my God, that if you believe in Jesus and you live for Jesus that everything's going to be alright. I don't know where we got that message. My God. That when you give your life to Jesus everything's going to be alright. No, no, no. When you give your life to Jesus, uh, you are assured of his presence. But every now and then uh, you are going to be disappointed uh, as you walk with God. And if I don't know anything else, I know what disappointment uh, can do to your life disappointment come on my god can deplete your strength disappointment can make you second guess yourself disappointment my god can make you resentful and angry and about to throw your hands up in the air and say i don't care they needed 
to be filled because what Jesus had given them was emptied out by the cross on Calvary. Come on, y'all. Black folk in this country have been filled with the Spirit of God, but white racism and white culture and living every day has depleted our strength. It has made us, oh my God, it makes you want to holler sometime. Throw your hands up in the air and say you just don't care, but I thank God for a gospel that says that when you are weak, God can make you strong and when you are tired God can pick you up and God can take you to the next level of life come on and put your hands together for that kind of God listen to me the cross took the wind out of him They lynched Jesus. They executed him. And the lynching was to serve, oh my God, as a deterrent. Oh my God. Uh, they lynched him publicly. The Romans lynched him publicly so that it could serve as a deterrent. It almost hides like a lesson. This is what we would do to everybody else who think uh, that they can walk around talking about, oh my God, my father is in heaven and you don't have to pay no attention to the Roman fathers. All you got to do uh, is pay attention to the emperor on the throne. No, they lynched him to terrorize the populace. They lynched him to terrorize the people. Why can that police officer, my God, kneel on his neck? Come on, my God. Almost posing for the camera because he knows he belongs to a system that is committed to terrorizing black and brown people. Oh my God, it's like, if you think, my God, hallelujah, that I don't have power, watch what I could do. I can kneel on his neck for seven minutes. Come on, my God. That's more than enough time to suffocate a human being. My, that is terrorism, my God. That is police terrorism. That is terrorism at the hand of police officers. But I hear God saying that when you are so scared and so depleted and so afraid that you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen. The cross, the lynching, uh -huh. the lynching was designed to keep them them Jews in place. The lynching was designed to keep all, you know, Brianna Taylor. Come on. Reverend Nita said the names are so long now. You, you don't even want to memorize them no more. You know, Floyd, George Floyd, and, and Ahmad uh, Aubrey, and, and all, uh, you know, Trayvon Martin, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, it is designed to tell 
terrorize Negroes. Come on, y'all. It is designed to terrorize niggas. Come on, it's designed. I said it. Yeah, it's designed to terrorize us. Come on, my God. Oh, but I serve a God who knows what we need in the moments that we need it. Listen to me. If if you are a Christian today and you have access, come on, my God, to the power of the Holy Ghost of the living God, you are going to need that power to go to work in the morning. Come on, my God. When your white supervisor look at you out of the corner of their eye, they don't know if to say good morning. They don't know what. They Come on, y'all. They don't know how to deal with us, but you can't go in there with your head bowed down. Oh, my God. You got to go in there with your head lifted up, your shoulders squared, your back straight, my God, and tell them, I am a child of God. I demand that you respect me. He gave him power and authority to heal diseases and to drive out devils. Come on, y'all. Uh-huh. And they, they were in their room, that upper room. And he gave him a, a pouring. It said he poured into him. And that's that's what the uh, the text says. That that Joel text. I will pour out my spirit. Uh, see when you, you you racism will deplete you. Uh, systemic racism will deplete you. It'll make you feel tired. It'll make you feel weary. You can get so sick and tired of being sick and tired that you don't you don't want to do nothing. You can get depressed. But I serve a God who can uh, pour into you. Come on. Uh, and what that God does by pouring into you is to give you some Holy Ghost. Come on, my God. But you got to know what the Holy Ghost is being made available to you for. Come on, my God. You, you got some diseases that, that you need to heal. Come on. And you got some demons uh, that you ought to call by their names. Come on. In this country, racism is the demon. Come on. Uh, that you got to keep on. Uh, keep on. You got to keep your foot in that demon's behind. Come on, my God. You got to call it on your jobs and call it in your schools and call it in the grocery store. You ought to be known as one of those, my God. If he comes in here to shop, you better treat him right. Come on, my God. You ought not be afraid when you are out there in the mall because you black man and they got these white folk following you. You ought to turn around and tell them, I make more money in my sleep than you make, oh my God, watching me. Come on now. You ought to get some backbone about yourself when and you got the Holy Ghost. Come on, my God. You go to there. See, that to me, what it means to live out the power of the Holy Ghost. You go to the restaurants. Come on, my God. And they treat you. Come on, you got there first. You know you got there first. Come on, my God. Your, your group is smaller than the group who came in after you without reservation. Come on, my God. And they get seated and they get, come on, my God. Oh, the Holy Ghost ought to rise up in you, my God. Now, that's the Holy Ghost I want to have. 
have the Holy Ghost that, that I can live with every day of my life not just one that I have in Sunday for a little shout and I can run without the Holy Ghost I can block without the Holy Ghost come on my God oh but I cannot live as a child of God without the Holy Ghost of God listen to me we watching our young people in the street uh-huh and this is the thing it ain't just black folk that caught the holy ghost now uh-huh you got you got white folk and you got conscious white folk oh yeah you got conscious white folk it's, 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 you know, something is happening with the blackening and the browning of America. Come on. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, they getting on one accord. Come on, my God. They getting on one accord and all of a sudden uh, white folk are beginning to say, that ain't, that, 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 that ain't right. See, it's one thing when only black folk are saying that ain't right uh, but the Holy Ghost that I serve come on my God it'll get all up in white folk too uh, all up in Asian folk uh, it'll cross come on my Jesus did say other sheep I have uh, that are not of this fold come on you saw the Amish out there protesting you saw Jews out there protesting you saw Muslims out there protesting come on my god you saw the buddhists out there protesting why because those who worship god must worship god in spirit and in truth come on in christ come on there is no male nor female no bond nor free oh my god but we are all one in christ jesus and when you got the holy ghost the holy ghost make your name the demon identify the demon and cast the demon out in the name of Jesus I'm gonna try to When, when I teach, I used to teach up there at the college, American Baptist College, I used Aubrey Hendricks' book, uh, The Politics of Jesus. And the reason I love Aubrey Hendricks' book, The Politics of Jesus, is it brought together in one book a number of classes that I had on on church history, Jewish history. I remember reading Josephus. And in that book, The Politics of Jesus, Aubrey Hendricks remind us of one of the main convictions of a Jew. The main conviction of these Jewish militants, Jewish revolutionaries, is a principle they call Malkuth Shamaim. Malkut Shamaim simply means the sole sovereignty of God, meaning that I will allow no one to rule me but God. 
come on y'all, and revolutions were formed on that conviction. I will allow no one to rule me but God. In other words, God is my sovereign head. <laughs> and as long as God is my sovereign head, I will allow no one to rule me but God. Ah, you ought to hear me today. That, uh, that means, come on, no, no church board. No, come on, y'all. Come on, no, 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 nobody rules me but God. No human being rules me but God. I'm, I'm with my wife. We have a covenant relationship, but I don't rule her and she don't rule me because only one being, come on, uh, is deserving uh, of being able to rule us. Come on. And whenever a person feels as though they have been ruled for so long, ah, they cause not a riot, but an uprising. Come on, my God. You, you rise up because somebody has kept their foot down on you for too long. Come on. In order for you to rise up, you need to be poured into by the Holy Ghost of God. You're going to rise up because the Holy Ghost is going to be poured into your life. Come on now. What is Pentecost about? Pentecost is about some scared disciples, my God, who were in hiding in the upper room, but then came a pouring of the Holy Ghost of God. And when you are poured into, you will rise up. And when you would rise up, you're going to preach with power, pray with power, talk with power, live with power. Come on now. You want some of this power? You ought to reach out and get it. Fill me, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill this broken heart of mine. Fill me up, Lord. As scared as I am, fill me up. As empty as I am, fill me up. As hopeless as it may seem, fill me up, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill it up, Lord. Come and fill this thirsty soul of mine. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. For the Holy Ghost.